Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Today, we're going to talk about future tripping. I thought I would give a little Paris recap first because I didn't really do a a big one. You know what? I am not Julia Roberts in Eat, Pray, Love. That is not me. I did not have a fling on my trip. I did not eat any delicious pizza, as she does. I always think about that scene. Um, I did not have any revelations. I didn't know. I, I mean, I did have a revelation, which is that I hate to travel alone. I do. I do. And you know what else I was thinking is like how women have to sandwich everything they say with like a compliment or like I'm grateful because otherwise it's like she's complaining. She's negative. You guys know I'm grateful. You know I am. And I think the way I show my gratitude for my life is like by showing up and putting a lot of effort in. But Sometimes you just don't like things and I don't like being alone for eight days. Okay. I have simply too much mental illness and I just, I get lonely. I I like to, and I know, know you're like, what about plug in wall time? Plug in wall time is in my house or it's like an hour in a hotel room, quiet time, playing with my phone where I'm resting. It's not eight days of me just wandering the streets of Paris. It was a lot. Also, 
Paris Fashion Week is so much more intense than New York. Like a million bajillion times more intense. New York feels like child's play compared to Paris. It's just more serious. And I I like that about it. Like I thought it was cool that I got to see that side of it. But I don't know shit. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Part of it is ego. And it's a good time to check myself for ego. In New York, I can always figure it out. If there's, you know, I can get in the door. I know a guy. Like I can get into this party. They can put me on this list. Whatever it is. Like I know people in New York. It's fine. In Paris, I don't know doodly squat. I don't know anything. I don't even know where the fuck I am half the time. So it's difficult. It was really difficult. And um, and I would say another another really tough thing was that I moved hotels three times because the best part of the trip was by far my time with Masika. Masika is a brand that I've wanted to work with for probably three years. It's a jewelry brand. I wear that paperclip necklace almost every day that you guys see it. So to go with them was a dream. And they are like the sickest brand. They're luxury jewelry brand. I mean, what could be better? Their show was a highlight of my trip. The hotel they put me up in was nice. The girls who work there are the homies. They're so fun and so cool. And I love them. And my best friend Jyoti got to come for one of the nights. So it was like those two days in the middle. If I hadn't had those two days, I would have like had a full MNTB. I'd say the hardest two days were the first ones because literally no one was there yet. I went kind of early and I was just, I had like one fitting one day and like one meeting the other day. But apart from that, just alone. And all there is to do is like walk and eat and shop and you know I I don't know if you guys know this but I don't really like shopping in person like it really stresses me out so I'm not a person who's like oh I want to go shop like I don't want to drag my ass around looking for shit to me shopping is sitting in my bed with a glass of wine going meticulously through every page on a website people are like how do you find such good shit on the real real tinks I'm like because I'm a psychopath I, t- I sometimes I'll go two hours with a fine tooth comb through the real real or whatever. I go in the fucking depths of Netta Porter, okay? The depths of it, finding the nicest stuff, mining it like I was a fucking pig in Italy finding truffles, all right? I'm a fucking dirty online shopper in person. I got blisters, like I'm sweaty, I'm holding too many bags, I need a bathroom, there's a water, like this person's bothering me, I'm getting a f- attacked by the lighting in the changing room. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't like that at all. So all I did was fucking walk around and eat. Also, I, I'm i going to talk about weight, so if it's triggering, skip for five minutes or no maybe less I don't know I'm gonna talk about weight it was the trip where it was like time to eat your own medicine tanks I would say that's that the headline because I'm always like you guys like go like have experiences like be fearless like da 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 don't worry about your body on trips like it's fine nothing bad happens guys by the fifth day I I was like waking up crying I was like I'm gonna turn into a piece of bread I ate so much fucking bread on this trip I drank every day for eight days straight I haven't done that in a while I was fucking, I don't know if I was like, you know, eating because I was nervous or lonely or whatever, probably all the above. And the food is good there. I mean, it's kind of good. It's not my favorite. Can we just all hold hands and say that? Like after four days, I'm like, I can't eat another fucking escargot. Like I need a salad or something. This is the crazy part. I was like, I came back and I, and I really, really couldn't believe it because I fucking hate when influencers say this and I feel like they're lying when they're like, and I came back and I weighed less. I dead ass lost weight on this trip, which is fucking insane because I thought for sure I was like, I went crazy. I was freaking out, whatever. I I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Maybe it was like the anxiety, stomach, bathroom issues, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I was shook to my core. 
Which, all that to say, it's more evidence that you should just enjoy your life and live it and not fucking worry about it. Um, But yeah, ate a fuck ton of bread. I so many croissants so many Aperol spritzes like every time I would turn a corner I'd be like well Tinks you've spent another hour alone time to reward yourself with an Aperol spritz like literally um I went to one cool museum it was the the Yves Saint Laurent Museum I thought that was really awesome um I would highly recommend that if you're going to Paris oh and then the bed bugs thing so at the, towards the end of the trip, I'm like, there's been high highs, low lows. If you listen to Friday's episode, you know that I made some really cool friends, all girls, of course. I met these sick people, like really, really happy. That energizes me always to make new friends. Um, and then there start to be the rumblings about the bed bugs. And I haven't thought a lot about bed bugs in my life. I have one friend who's had them and she had a very traumatic experience about it. Um, and she, I remember her telling me, she was like, it's like your whole life is ruined. And I, but I never really thought about it that much because I was like, oh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then towards the end, it starts to get the rumblings of like, you know, there's bed bug epidemic, whatever. And it really stressed me out. Like if you're an anxious person, it's like, yeah, not good. I don't want to go into it too much because I'm still like, I don't know when I'm in the clear. Like, do you think I would have bites by now? I don't know. But that really sent me into a tizzy. So overall, the highlights were the Masika show, meeting the Masika team, that portion of the trip because it was just so perfect and fun. And like the show was incredible. Like Carla Bruni opened the show. Taylor Hill walked. Cher was there. Was just incredible, like incredible vibes all around. Um, and then my other highlights were making my new friends. I got to see my friend Jordan from London, who I love, and she like totally turned my mood around. I'm obsessed with her. I got to see my friend Ashley, who I'm obsessed with. I got to, um, yeah, just see a bunch of my friends. I got to spend time with my new stylist, Amanda, and to, like bond with her, which was so cool. She's like beyond cool. I got to meet a couple of people in person that I have never met before. So I would say like on that front, I felt so just my cup was filled but I will not be traveling again anytime soon just was not wasn't worth it to me and also now I know so much more it's like anything anything that you do you always look back to the first one and you're like god I was such an idiot I can't believe I did this this and this I couldn't have stayed in a worse area for example could not have stayed in the worst area and I didn't want to take the subway because they kept showing the videos of the bed bugs on the subway. And also I couldn't figure the subway out. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. I'm a dumbass. I'm a stupid idiot. And I couldn't figure it out. So I took Ubers. And aside from the the money aside, it's like sitting in an Uber for all the between all this shit is just not the way to go. People say, oh, Tinks, everyone bikes in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Are they wearing a, a teeny tiny skirt that looks like a napkin? Because that's what I was wearing most days and and boots and weird, crazy outfits. So, no, I wasn't going to take a fucking Lyme bike through the streets of Paris when I can barely read the map as it is. No. So that was another issue. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday and I'm going to I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to the New York City Ballet Fall Gala tonight, which I'm so excited about. Tomorrow I wake up, I take a 6 a.m. flight to L.A. I go to see the cats for two hours, my mom too. And then I turn around, get back on a plane, and go to Hawaii for a wedding for my friends from college. I'm there for, I think, 24 hours. Get back to L.A., work for three days, and then go back to New York for work. So, a lot of travel. A lot of travel. I love it. I love my life this way. 
I just think like I was talking to my friend who also kind of lives in two places and there are so many positives and actually Scott Galloway who I'm obviously obsessed with says that living in two places is a main way to slow time down and I agree but I think that there are some difficulties I know any of you who travel a lot for work will, will feel this it's like you start to feel like you miss so much and like your friends it's not that they stop inviting you but like and they're not really mad but you know when you just like constantly have to disappoint people and feels like in both places you're like they're like oh we're having a dinner on Friday and I'm like god I'm not gonna be there oh we're having a brunch on Sunday oh god I leave for New York that morning like I just always feel like I'm disappointing people which I think around this time of the year for me gets hard I just feel like I'm fucking up and I'm not I'm not present or I'm not there because it's just like I I wish that I could be more balanced I wish that I could give like 70 percent throughout the year I give 110 percent in the first months and then it just goes down until like I crash and burn at the end of the year because I'm like burned out but maybe next year I'll, I'll learn how to fix that so I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool so you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses so they're like actively making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with brand new releases and next listen recommendations. There's a story for every listener from classic favorites to exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors. Okay, so you guys, I listened to The Shards by Brett Easton Ellis on Audible and it was so scary. Okay, I was freaking out. I would be in my car listening to it and I literally sometimes would have to pull over because I was so engrossed in the story. It's set in Los Angeles. It is a mystery mystery thriller whodunit and it is so scary and it's so emotive and I literally was addicted to it I couldn't do anything else for like two weeks while I was listening to it audible members can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog new audible members can try audible now for free for 30 days visit audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 that's audible.com slash tinks or text tinks to 500 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat production up to 450 degrees. Okay, so I actually tried Way's new anti-frizz cream on live with my community, which is kind of risky, right, to try a new product on live. I put it on my hair, which as you guys know is level 9 million frizzy. And by the time I had got done finishing my glam, because I was doing glam on live, my hair was dry and I was shook to my core at how smooth my hair looks, especially that frizzy top part, you know, the, in, in your part, all those little baby hairs coming through, that frizzy part, that was smooth. So shout out Way for consistently delivering products that actually work and do what they say they're going to do on the bottle. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code MEETINKS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com promo code MeTinks. 
Today, I want to talk about future tripping. Now, I want to be upfront with you guys. This is something that I have a huge issue with and I am actively working on. It was a rampant problem in my life when I was younger. It's better, but I'm in no means like coming at this from a place of judgment like, oh, I don't future trip anymore. Incorrect. Factually incorrect. And so I want to talk through kind of why I think it's bad and then things that have helped me get out of it. I will be using a lot of dating examples because I think that is a main time when we future trip, but it could affect anything. It could be about work. It could be about where you're going to live. It could be about how something will pan out, whatever it is. And here's the crazy thing, but not crazy. It makes so much sense. Future tripping is your brain trying to control things. Okay. And honestly, it's been a massive unlock in my life over the past year, learning about how many things are related back to my need for control. My fear of death is related to my lack of, my fear of death is related to my need to control things. My, when you judge people, it's a form of control. So for me, I have a bad problem where I, I like will judge my friends if I don't think that they're reaching their potential. I want them to push themselves more in their job, whatever. It's a form of control, right? And future tripping is also a form of control because it's like your brain trying to control what happens. But the thing is, we have no control. We have literally no control. We plan and God laughs. Okay. So that was a big unlock for me because I used to lie to myself and I used to say, oh, Tink's like, you know, the way that you future trip is just because you're so creative and you have such a daydreaming mind. That's so cute. Like, oh my God, you know, that's so cute. Like, you're just so creative, Tink's. False. All it is is my overactive brain being like, if we can think of every single scenario, we'll never be surprised. That's what it is. And here's the kicker, okay? Here's the kicker. Whenever you're thinking about something, you always think, oh, it's going to be A or it's going to be B. And it's always C. It's always the scenario that you didn't think about. I'll give you a dating example. So when I had broken up with one of my boyfriends in my 20s, Mark, if you read the book, I took Dickie to the Hamptons. I was like, Dickie, we need to go right now. I'm having a mental breakdown. Like we need to go to the Hamptons. And she's like, okay. So we go for the weekend. We stay with our friend Whitney and we go to this party and I'm like super depressed. You know, right after a breakup, you're like catatonic. You're acting like such a freak. And I meet this guy and we talk for like two minutes and then we go home and Whitney's like, oh, it's da da da. She's like, yeah, I know him. I know all about him. Like I know his family. I know this and that. She tells me all this stuff and I start to future trip my life. Okay. I, I literally imagine my entire life with this guy. By the way, future tripping is very related to reverse box theory. So I start to literally freak out. And all I do is like imagine, oh my God, I'm going to marry this guy. I want to marry this guy so bad. Oh my God. And then we go back to the city and I'm like driving Dickie insane because all I'm doing is like talking about him and being like, oh my God, oh my God. And he eventually come. I can't remember exactly how it went down, but like he came to see me or whatever for a second. And then he was like, okay, well, I think I should come to San Francisco to visit you next weekend. And I'm like, we are getting married. Like, this is it. This is it. All I could do, I remember I was working at Poshmark at the time. All I could do was future trip. That entire week, thank God it was only a week. The entire time I was like driving my friends insane, talking about this guy. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And I was thinking like, 
there is it's only a binary outcome. Either he's going to want to date me or he's not going to want to date me. Those are the two outcomes that I had planned for or that I could thought could happen in my head, which is speaks to my self-esteem, speaks to the fact that I speak. Now you understand why I wrote the shift because of that exact moment. Like, I think that that's the only think about the way that I phrase it to myself. I was like, Tinks, either you're going to do a good job and he's going to date you and you're going to get married in this place and his family's house there and da da da. Or he's not going to want to date you. Never once thinking, bitch, you might not like him. So he comes to San Francisco. We're having an okay time. I'm like, that's funny because I imagine my future husband would be more charming and that I would like him more. And I thought I would be having a better time, blah, blah, blah. But okay, whatever. Then we go to dinner and we're pretty drunk at this point. And I'm sitting there in my cute little top. Like, I think it was like Derek Lamb or something. I wore like a cute little top. And he goes out of nowhere. You don't have much in the chest department, do you? I've told this story before, but like I hand a guide. He said that. And I was like, what? And he was like, oh, no, I just like I was making a joke. Like this guy thought he was Larry David. It did not land. The combination of the future tripping, the wine and like all the buildup. I start hysterically crying. I go to the bathroom I tell the girls in the bathroom what was said. They come out and they're like, why the fuck did you say that to her? The entire restaurant gets involved. I run out. I'm sobbing. He like goes home. Like it it was such a disaster. I didn't see him again until like two weeks later. And we had the most awkward fucking dinner. It, It was just so fucking bizarre. And I could have never predicted that. Okay. That was not in my bingo card. Right. I wasn't like, oh, yeah. Or he could say that you have small boobs. That just didn't even cross my mind, which goes to show you the fact that not only is future tripping a waste of time, it's also always incorrect. Right. It's always incorrect. And it's why it's so important to course correct yourself into a will see mentality. Like it's so the reason that I like will see mentality is because it's a short phrase that really helps me curb my future tripping. So anytime I get into that place where I'm like, oh my God, what if blah, 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 blah. Like, let me just create like a million going to sleep scenarios in my head. I'm like, "Mm, we'll see. And it's not in like a weird sarcastic way. It's like, we'll see. It's exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. Also, future tripping distracts you from enjoying the current moment. So let's say you're dating a new person and like everything is going well. You are so excited. You don't know if it's going to be more serious or not, but you're in that like butterflies phase where you can't keep your hands off each other. Like you're seeing each other multiple times a week and you spend a lot of time future tripping. That time you will never get back. Okay. And that's something that I use. That's like a fact that I use to scare myself into not future tripping because I'm like, look, either I'm going to be with this person or I'm not. But either way, if I'm having fun now, why would I want to waste my time focusing on what could be when really I have no fucking clue? That's just my brain trying to control things. Why would I, instead of thinking about like how excited I am to see him tonight or, oh my God, like how like hot our sex was last night. Why am I instead thinking like, oh, well, what if we get divorced in 40 years? Like what? Why do our brains do that? Like, I get why they do it, but like, why? When you look at it critically, you're like, that is such a waste of time. Instead of, I'm going to miss the moment. I'm going to miss this time. Say you do end up getting married to them. You're going to look back and be like, damn, I wish I didn't spend that magical first two months being a freak and, you know, trying to work out where we, where we would live. Because again, you probably wouldn't get it right. Also, sometimes I think about like, 
if it's a new person or whatever, I think about how future tripping, if you think about it too much, it's almost like it won't happen. Do you know what I mean? It's like you jinx it in your head. I have an interesting note, which is like, how does this intersect with manifesting? Very interesting. And this is something that I think to myself about all the time. And it's very nuanced because it's like, okay, Tanks, you're saying don't future trip. But like, how does how does that play with manifesting? I think that if we are serious with ourselves, you know the difference. At least I do. Manifesting is like you sending out a message to the universe and then trusting that it will happen. Future tripping comes out of nervous need to control that's like constantly thinking about it in a way that's like desperate. In fact, that's what it is. I think that that would be the difference is like manifesting is sending out a message knowing it will happen and trusting it will happen. And future tripping is nervous need to control. I need it to happen this way. Otherwise, I won't be okay. And that's not how the universe works. And in, and in fact, that goes back to my, my point before where it's like when you are so hyper focused on something and you're not having fun with it, it's not manifesting. It's just like I'm so hyper focused on whether this it's going to work out with this guy. That's always when it fucks up because it's like it's when you're doing it out of a desperation and a need. So how can we stop? Firstly, reminding ourselves that things have always worked out, even if you can't see it in the moment, even if you can't see why something is happening. It genuinely always you look back and you're like, that's why I didn't get the job. That's why that didn't work out with that guy. That's why I couldn't move at that time. It always works out. So it's very comforting in to look back in your own life and see, well, actually, that thing that I thought was really bad was a godsend. So that's one trick. Reminding yourself that it's this or something better. Another short but powerful manifesting moment. It's this or something better. And that's faith. That's dropping into that faith of knowing that it will be okay. It's this or something better. This one's really tough for me, as you might guess, but reminding ourselves that we have no control ultimately. We have none, seriously, which is scary. It makes me upset. (laughs) But I have in my notes, and that's beautiful. Okay, whatever you say, Tinks. And it's like chips fall as they may, you know? Chips fall as they may. It's like we can future trip all we want. It really has no effect. It just ruins the moment. It just makes us anxious and it ruins the moment. Now, do I think daydreaming is okay? Yeah, of course. Of course, I have made a movie with myself and Christopher Abbott in my head that I play in my head when I'm falling to sleep sometimes. Yes, that's fine. But keep the future tripping to a minimum. Okay, that's my episode for today. Hope you liked it. I'll be back on Wednesday with a live show. Don't forget to call in. And I will see you guys then. If you enjoyed this, send it to a friend who future trips. That would mean the world to me. I love you guys. See you then. Bye.